You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Today's topic is how can nonverbal communication impact the college recruiting process? So this isn't something we typically talk about very much in our clubs, of course, with our coaches as we prepare for the recruiting process, or even in our homes, we don't talk about it that much. And I can imagine this would be even a little bit of a challenging topic if a parent brought it up to a high schooler. Um, so I'm hoping that today this podcast can really impact um, moms and dads or club coaches who are concerned about the athlete and how they're coming across, even when they don't mean to. So I did a little bit of work on the back end, a little bit of studying this. And I think the good news is all of this topic can be learned. It can be worked on. Sometimes just being aware of this the importance of your nonverbal communication, um, you know, can change everything because you don't even realize you're doing it. Or if you, you do realize it and you hear this podcast, I think it will make a difference on what you're thinking about when you have, you know, whether it's a phone call or a, um, a visit with a college coach or a Zoom how all of these things can make or break, you know, the decision on the other end with the college team. So here we go. The first impression you make, even if somebody is just hearing your voice over a telephone call can make or break an impression the college coach may perceive um, by a recruit. So I meet with lots of parents and athletes daily, and I can tell you many athletes are actually really shy at first. They tend to warm up by the third or fourth session, but we don't know if you're going to have that many opportunities when you're starting the phone call part of your recruiting process, for example. So that first phone call with whomever it is, it could be an assistant coach or the head coach, might be compared to other recruits right out of the gate. And I don't anticipate very many coaches would judge the first phone call as um, in a major way. They would, if you were quiet or you didn't answer some questions or you didn't know what to say, um, or you came across a little aloof, um, I think they would often give you um, a second chance or maybe hope that when you meet them in person, that it would be a different experience. But I can tell you, uh, I've been 
in many staff meetings when I was a college coach where we discussed not just the skill level, but how did we um, all like the recruits personality. And it really can be a deal breaker. So I would say we're talking about sort of two different things, but I want to merge the two because I believe personality does impact your first impression. So with people, so you may not have intentions to come across, like I said, aloof or extremely quiet or not interested, but I hope after you listen to this podcast today, you'll realize that even the tone of your voice, um, because it's a first impression and they can't see your face if it's a phone call, can make a big difference. All right, so what I learned was when I did a little research on this is that we have seven seconds to make a positive first impression. And we do this by judging people's appearance, their posture and speech. So when we meet someone over the phone and only their voice, um, we only get to hear their voice. These are going to be our clues on the other side of the phone call. So what the person says, how they say it will determine whether we have a positive or negative exchange or an engagement that leads hopefully to more conversations on the phone or not in the future. So oftentimes we, as college coaches, on the first day we're allowed to make phone calls. Um, there'll be several phone calls between June 15th and August 1st. So if you think about it, um, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have all the answers, but you want to make a really great impression on that first phone call so that they will be inspired to call you a second time and maybe a third time before you actually get invited to visit. So it is a big deal and it, it really does make uh, an impact. One thing I also learned was there is something called primacy effect, which means that when someone experiences something before other things in a sequence, they remember the first thing the most. So what that means is that first phone call, <laughs> the first time that college coach actually gets to talk with you, if it is a phone call. Or maybe it's going to be a visit on campus is be the first time, or maybe it's a college summer camp for all of all of you who can't talk on the phone to coaches, but you're going to have that first experience, which is called primacy effect. It we it's the one thing they have proven that they remember the most. So we want to make sure um, that you give it your best shot. Okay, so let's talk specifically about the phone call. So Vanessa Van Edwards spoke on a podcast um, that I listened to this week, and it really got me thinking. She is a human behavior investigator. I think she's even written some books. Her name, again, Vanessa Van Edwards. She was really easy to listen to, and I really enjoyed um, some of the stuff she mentioned. So she studied just the word hello. So I can tell, you know, cause I do a lot of sales calls with JH Consulting 
And sometimes I'm in the middle of stuff and I can tell when I'm answering the call kind of rushed or short and, or something's on my mind versus when I answer the phone and my hello is like engaging, like I have time for you, like I'm glad you called. So just thinking about the word hello. So before um, you do any of those phone calls, just be aware that they have actually done a study on this and you can come across very likable or not. So um, they actually studied it and asked people to give a ranking of a scale of one to 10, whether or not they felt each person that they um, voice the hello, um, they asked these people just to rank them on, was it, uh, how was that hello coming across? So is it charismatic and excited or was it very slow and uninterested or maybe very short and also uninterested? So it is kind of an interesting thing. And you may not even realize you're coming across this way so I'm going to give you a few tips today, but my biggest tip is going to be to ask someone, someone that you talk to on the phone. And I know a lot of kids these days don't even talk on the phone. They just text message. So that's another hurdle I think we have with how are we coming across? What kind of impression are we going to make? Because a lot of teenagers don't even have practice with this because they don't talk on the phone, which I think is so interesting. Um, but here are some... Uh, tips that I think might be helpful. Here's actually 10 tips. So number one, answer the phone specifying who you are. So what, after you say hello, if you're the one making the call, which some of you might be, be sure you tell them your first and last name and maybe even the year you graduate. Because sometimes if they don't hear that, they might think, I hope this recruit who's calling me realizes they have to be a 2024 <laughs> or a 23 or 22, obviously, but you know, that's really important. So it kind of puts the college coach at ease when they hear your, your name and uh, the year you graduate, but try to have a bright and happy voice. This gets the conversation off to a good start. Number two, speak clearly. So pronounce your words well and try to avoid mumbling or speaking too quickly. Number three, use words that make sense to the other person. So don't speak like don't teen speak is what they call it. So you don't want to use slang words or use words that only teenagers get. Um, you know, and you want to be sure that you're careful of that. Although I think a lot of college coaches are used to some of that because they're working with, you know, teenage young adults. Um, but I think on that first call, just being mindful is important. Number four, write down important points you want to make before the call. Now I know at JH Consulting, we have what's called a phone call cheat sheet. So be sure if you're a JH girl to contact your advisor and get that, especially if you're 2024. Um, all right. And if you get tongue tied, it's really nice to have things written down so you can just look at it. And especially we highly encourage that you have a list of questions. 
that you want to ask the college coach. Number five, repeat important points. So if it makes sense throughout the conversation, talking about your best event, excited or excited that you're going to be on their campus or going to the summer camp, those would be really good important points to repeat. Number six, share a connection you may have with the team or the coach. So you might know another teammate, a girl on the team, that's a huge thing to be sharing, or a relative that you had that went to their college, or maybe your parents even graduated from the school. Number seven, do your research. So know the backstory of their season and know the majors and academic interests, at least the things you may wanna study so that you can ask some academic questions. Um, but they really love it when you talk about them and their program and how they did versus just asking them questions or finding, um, or you know, just putting stuff out there that might not show that you have followed them you know, do your research and really talk about them. People love that. Um, number eight, if you feel your heart rate going up, take a deep breath before, just like competing. And remember, there's no rush. So um, college coaches will often take the lead on these phone conversations. They've been doing this for years and they know you're going to be a little bit nervous. Number nine, if they call you and you weren't able to answer the phone for whatever reason, always return the call as soon as you can and leave a voicemail if they don't answer. And then number 10, be sure to keep your phone charged. All right, everyone. The good news in this topic is if you're shy and quiet or uncomfortable on the phone, um, I think just hearing this podcast and knowing that some of these specifics and having a plan in place will really help you. Um, if you're not shy and phone calls are easy for you, just take a look at some of these tips and use this to your advantage because I think we all have strengths, strengths and weaknesses when we are involved in the college recruiting process and everybody can make a great first impression, even if it's just changing the tone of your voice when you answer the call. So thanks for joining me here at um, College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. And like I said, if you are a JH girl, be sure to check with your advisor and get our phone call cheat sheet. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.